Young Turk, Young and Thug. Still Thug. Wait. Hold up, hey, bustin' this in my nature Fuck with me, I erase you Fuck with only the real Fake niggas, fake you Pussy niggas don't hate you Never made a statement Fuck the investigation Give them hell like Satan Wow, what it do, man? It's the original hot boy, Young Turk A.K.A. Mr. Wait Hold up, Big Thuggin' You already know him right now You on Big Thuggin' Podcast, man Make sure y'all stay tuned You dig? We got something for y'all Coming up on the next episode Big Thuggin' I'm a felony with a gun Got out, still thuggin' The young nigga was droppin' The kid on the machine Or the milk nigga was droppin' The top of nigga was bustin' The know your nigga Whoa, whoa, what it do, man? It's the original hot boy, Young Turk. You already know, man. I'm rocking with I Grind TV, and we locked in in the lab. You dig? Yeah. I Grind TV, DJ 007, the great in the building. And of course, man, I got the homie, big homie right now. You know what I'm saying? The OG, uh, my man Turk in the building. What's going on with you, Turk? Man, what's up? What's up? What's up, Seven? You already know I'm cooling, man. That's all. You heard me. I don't say little Turk no more. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. I'm just calling you Turk, man, because you're a grown ass man at this day and age. Yeah, for real, it's a pleasure, man. You know I appreciate the respect, man, and you know I got much respect for what you're doing, and um, man, I'm happy to be here, man. You know what I'm talking about? Good to see you, man. All right, we're gonna get straight into it, man. For a lot of people who might not be familiar with Turk, you know what I'm saying? We're dealing with a lot of millennials and whatnot right now, so uh, I want you to give them a brief history about yourself and how you got to cash money well you know of course just like everybody else i started off snotty nose kid man with dreams and ambitions around the project i used to be rapping at little djs and stuff and at the time they had a female artist named magnolia shawty god bless her soul she got killed in new orleans um she was rapping at a time, and she had a hit single called Monkey on the Dick, you know. And, um, man, I used to rap at the DJs, which is like block parties in New Orleans. You know, it'd be outside. The DJ come out, and a whole lot of people are gathered. So I used to rap at them, and I used to be pretty good, you know. Um, And one time, man, Magnolia Shorty and Baby Slim, Manny Fresh, all of them, they came to a DJ in the Magnolia. I had been telling Magnolia Shorty when she see Slim them to let them know that I'm trying to holler at him. So um, one thing led to another, man. They showed up. Bam, I was at the DJ, right place, right time. I rapped the Slim. Um, he gave me a card, told me come to the studio. At the time, I was playing football and everything, man. I really wasn't taking it serious, you know. But um, when he gave me that card, I knew it was, it was time to put my real face on, you know what I'm saying? So went to the studio, man, and the rest was basically history after that, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for Magnolia Shard, I wouldn't have never been in a position to meet Slim, and if Slim wouldn't have gave me that card, I wouldn't have never been in a position to be a living legend today. There it is. Uh, Describe what it was like being a young superstar with cash money. Man, to be honest, man, when we was in our prime doing our thing, man, I never really looked at myself as a superstar because it didn't feel like it. And some people might think it's crazy, but I actually started feeling like a superstar when I went to jail, you know, when I went to prison. Um, I didn't feel it, man, because I still was hanging, doing the normal everyday project stuff, you know, hanging in the hood, being with my homeboys. I come off a tour, I'm back with my homeboys. I come from the studio, I'm back with my homeboys. So I never really got a chance to really, like, soak it all in. You know what I'm saying? With the legacy 
of the Hot Boys, you get a chance to see the influence on artists such as Bankroll Fresh, which I know you, you yeah, were very influential guy. with, yeah. and of course Meg The Stallion. Why don't you why don't you speak on that? How does how does that feel nowadays to see it that? Feel, it feel good, man, especially when they pay homage and respect. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them are, 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 a lot of them are take your stuff and run with it and don't pay you no kind of homage or respect and. Those are the people I have problems with. Bankroll Fresh was one of those who reached out, paid homage, paid respect, even did a song and got us all on a song together. You know what I'm saying? Megan Estelle, you know, she running with the hot girl thing. She doing her thing, and I love what she doing, you know, but I have yet to get that proper, we get this from y'all, you know what I'm saying? I respect what y'all did, and you know what I'm saying? You know, so... It's, it's it's good to see it though, man. You know, um, still around this day. So of course we got to speak on the raid. You know, of course the day that changed your life. And you know what's crazy? I was just telling Ken, I was literally up the street at High One Hundred Seven the day yeah. that happened. Like I remember a lot of this energy. I remember a lot of this happening. I think me and you had probably chopped it up probably a couple of weeks. I know this is, this goes way back, bro, but yeah. me and you had chopped it up. I think 02, I forgot the producer. 03. The producer name. Yeah, this is 03. Yeah. What producer you... Kano. Kino. 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 Yeah, Kino. yeah. That's how... That was one of the ways yeah. I got to knowing you at, yeah. at the time was through Kino, and I remember you coming out here and... I was promoting my um, yeah. album, Raw and Uncut, at the time. Yeah. I was with Koch then. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, like I said, just to me, it feels surreal because I actually remember the day yeah. because the spot was literally right up the street from the radio station. Yeah. Um, and, of course, with, with that happening, and, of course, two police officers were shot when that situation popped off. Yeah. Uh, how do you, what do you feel, or do you feel like God covered you in that situation because police are out here killing people for no reason. Most definitely. And just imagine, man. you actually, you know, it unintentionally gave them a reason. Most definitely, man. Um, The situation, man, of course, it wasn't like I was just sitting, waiting, here go the police, they coming in now, I'm about to go out like Scarface. You know, I actually thought I was being robbed. You know, um, I was in my box of drawers, man. I had just finished eating food my girl had made some bacon eggs and toast you know that morning so i wasn't expecting nobody to come to the house and most definitely the police because i wasn't doing anything illegal you know and um i i mean i actually just thought i was being robbed and when they didn't knock and announce and i just heard a boom you know what i'm saying so first thing you do you know, you 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 protect yourself. You feel me? And that's what the situation was, man. And later, after all the shots and everything, that's when we realized, you know, damn, that's the police. Cause now they saying they the police now. You know, after the fact, but they try to make it like he's a rapper from New Orleans. He protecting Heron, cause. They were saying that I had two kilos of hair on the AK-47 and they need to hurry up. I'm about to go catch a flight and all this, you know what I'm saying, which was lies. You know, so I guess they acted on that false tip from a false informant, you know what I'm saying. Um, and when they came in there, man, it, one thing led to another. Two police officers got shot. I wound up going due time. You know, me and my girl went to jail. She got out like 48 hours, you know, and um, I stood in there, man, eight years, eight months, 16 days which I say was self-defense, but it was the police. You know what I'm saying? So 
So during that eight months, are you very specific about that? During that eight years, eight, eight months, months, sixteen, 16 days. days yeah. Of course, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people came in and out of your life. I'm pretty sure a lot of friends came, a lot of friends went. But talk to me about your Amani holding you down. Talk to me about oh, you all's man. relationship and how that blossomed. Man, Imani was a angel, frame. man. You know, um, if people know, man, you know, Imani held me down. We was together like two months, you know. She really was the reason that I was in Memphis, back in Memphis, because when I met you, you know, it was it was a promo tour. I met her on that promo tour, too, you know. I was fighting demons. You know, I had a heroin and cocaine addiction, you know, and um, I was really trying to get from New Orleans to clean myself up, and when I met her, man, she really helped me and made me want to get myself together. You know, she bad. I can't be around her like this, you know what I'm saying? So my mentality was I'm about to kick this habit, you know, and... um. We didn't really just get a chance to really just kick it, you know what I'm saying? We was together two months, and then the situation happened. And I remember her coming to visitation, man, at 201 Popular. And she was like, I don't care what the situation is, how much time you got to do, however you going to be in here, I'm going to be there for you. And you know me, man, I'm 21 at the time. I'm really not believing her, especially we just was together for two months, you know, and... um. Man, she did that. You know, she stood down, man. And I, I, I had to come home and do the right thing, give her my last name, man, because I'm talking about when I say she didn't miss a beat, this ain't something that I'm just making up. Every weekend for eight years, eight months, 16 days, other than the times when I was fucking up because I was fucking up while I was in prison. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with different bitches in here and there and a whole lot of other shit. You know what I'm saying? She still stood down with me, bro, you know. So I had to come home and do the right thing, man. Came home, married her. You know, we had twins, you know, and she had the rest of history, man. We together still to this day. Because a lot of rappers don't really glorify their wives. Yeah, a lot of them do it. They fake, they fake and do it. You know, they got a lot of fake relationship goes out. But I feel like anybody could say they with somebody when they both up. But... A relationship is tested when you go through something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all know, but my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer when I came home, you know? And, of course, you know, you can't have sex. You can't do this. So if it's just about that, you're going to go for sure. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't touch my wife for a few months, you know? And just like she stood down with me, man, I went through the radiation. I went through the chemotherapy. She had to get both of her breasts cut. You know, and um, she lost her hair. When her hair stopped falling out, I'm the one cut it off, and she was bald head. You know what I'm saying? And she still was beautiful to me, you know what I'm saying, in spite of all that. You know, and um, it just felt like the the roles was reversed. You know, like God prepared me to be there for her, and I believe me being there for her got her through her situation. She's cancer-free now, you know, for the last couple of years, probably about three, four years. And when I was going through my situation, she made my situation easier because it was a hard situation. I had 22 years. When I was sentenced, I had a 12 and I had a 10. And by her being there for me, it didn't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to get out of my situation in the same way. When it reversed, when I came home with her, she went through it. Bam, bam, bam. She had a support system and I had a support system. We supported each other and we got through it, you know, so... Those are real relationship goals to live by. Like, you know, um, when it's tested, 
when 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 there's nothing there, no money, no nothing, no hope, like you don't know if it was where it gonna go, then you could call it relationship goals, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we the perfect example of the real love in hip hop. You know. Alright, so now we got the autobiography of Turk. Auto thug Auto thug You know what? I said auto okay. Auto yeah. thug Which is the same thing. Of Turk, but I'm of course, thugging, yeah, so we're gonna flip know, it a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, flip it up, you know. Yeah. What was the yeah. process how was the process of writing that book in jail and the movie? And you've got a movie script. Yeah, I got as well. a movie um screenplay as well, which is a follow up of the book, and I also have a documentary. And you wrote them you all know, you wrote everything in jail. Everything, yeah. Everything actually my last year. I I tackled this book. Um, I had a, I had a co-writer. His name is T Mac. You know, he's a man, a wonderful author. Like he he he's in prison right now. He when I met him, he had been down like seventeen years. He's out of Chicago, you know. And um, when I I used to go to the library, man, and I, and I saw him in there. I'm like, man, what are you doing? And how he had his thing set up. He actually had a book that he was writing about Ti in jail with a rapper, you know what I'm saying? And the contents of the book, I was like, I didn't agree with it, you know what I'm saying? T.I., he was my guy, you know, so I was like, man, you know what, man, put that book to the side, but don't even must worry about that book, you know what I'm saying? And to take his mind off of what he was about to write about the, the book with T.I., me and him start working on my book, you know what I'm saying? Because he was on some real, like, want to expose some stuff, you feel me? And, you know, like I say, man, I, like, I really, like, stepped in it and I stopped him from doing it at the time. Now, I don't know what he going to do after that, but he had a, a book called In Jail with a Rapper, you know. And um, me and him sat down, man, for a couple months, and we really tackled it. You know, he was asking me certain questions. I was uncomfortable at first because he, he got a book about In Jail with a Rapper. He on some exposing stuff. I got to watch what I'm telling him, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But... Man, him wind up being real cool, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, we finished the book. And, of course, you know, my time came to an end. I came home, you know what I'm saying? And I also, I gave him his credit. You know, some people won't give people their credit, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't have been able to do it without him because I ain't know nothing about no book at all. You feel me? Now, my second book, I feel like I could do it, you know. But he taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him, man. And, um... From the book, I'm like, man, we might well do the movie. So me and him start doing the movie, you know what I'm saying? And the, the screenplay is crazy. It's like a follow-up of the book. Now, my documentary was all me, you know. I came up with all that, you know, just gathering information from here and there. And, um, you know, it just was crazy, man, how your your story, if once you reflect back on it and you remember so much, I never even thought I remember from the time my mom and daddy stories I heard about them to the time I was born all the way to the time when I got out of prison that I could really like remember these things but when you sitting back and you reflecting it'll come to you man I feel like everybody should write them a book because everybody have a story you know and um this is mine it's all true you know um it ain't nothing that I'm not talking about it's not a tell-all book um I talk about my drug addiction you know I was on heroin and cocaine you know, I talk about um, different relationships that I was in, um, my baby mama, other females. Talk about my mom and my daddy, my daddy having an addiction, how his addiction reflected on me, how my uncle had addiction and his addiction reflected on me. 
you got to just check it out, man. You know what I'm saying? And it basically just tell you who I am, you know, as a man, as a rapper, as a anything you want to know about Turk. You just spoke on uh, your battles with, with drug addiction. And, of course, you know, they've got a, a, a form of rap that's called user rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's the big thing right now. How do you feel... Uh, especially with the recent passing of Juice World, Mac Miller, Lil Peep, what's your feelings on on what's going on with that? It's 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 a society? lifestyle, man. Especially in the music, you know what I'm saying. Um, people feel like when you're in that environment, is is around you. You have to indulge in it, you know. But I indulged in it when I was young. I felt like you know, um, it wasn't no peer pressure. It just was the environment that I was in. And once I tried it, man, one was too many and a thousand wasn't enough, you know what I'm saying? And I just chasing that same high that I felt the first time, you know? And um, one thing led to another. I went from shooting, snorting, I mean snorting to shooting. And um, to be honest, when I caught my case, I had prayed because I overdosed, you know? And I prayed after overdosing then I said to God, I said, I don't know where I'm going to stop if it's life-threatening. And that's three days later. That's when the police kicked my door in. So I know that was a spiritual situation that God allowed to happen, especially them shooting 52 times and I'm not getting hit in the graves. You know, and um, actually that's the name of my documentary as well, 52 Bullets. But I think the only way a person can overcome it they got to make a sound decision, man, and, and choose debt over life. You know, that's what I did, you know, but it's hard, man. You know, I don't condone it. I don't promote it and tell you this is what you got to do because that ain't what you have to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But some people say it ain't what you do, it's how you do. Nah, that ain't true, you feel me, because drugs will take you down. You know, ain't no way around it. Jail or dead is the outcome of it, you know, so... You got to choose, man, life or death when you're dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? In the book, you describe yourself as a rich dope fiend. Yeah. Elaborate. Rich dope fiend was basically like, you know how they have junkies in the hood. They might be stealing. They might be selling their ass. They might be doing sexual favors for drugs. I didn't have to do junkie behavior for any drugs, you know. It was always plentiful. Like one time I was on tour, Cash Money Rough Rider tour, and um, me and BG, of course, y'all know we was on heroin, cocaine together, and we performing. We They used to push us in a little basket, you know, and we used to get in a little basket. Me and BG was in the basket before we get in the helicopter. They push us through the crowd. The crowd don't know what's going on, so me and him in the basket, we sick, man, hurting, you know, but we got to perform because we on tour. Man, so bam, while we performing, somebody just threw a, 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 a peanut butter packs by a bundle of heroin on the stage. So I'm not knowing what it was, but BG picked it up. You know what I'm saying? So when we get to the hotel room, BG like, bitch, you better come to the room. I'm like, man, I ain't coming to no room. I'm thinking he's calling me to the room for some females or something. He's like, all right, bitch, I'm good. I'm straight. So bam, I hurry up because I know what that means. Man, he go up there, I go up there, man, somebody done threw the heroin on the stage. It was just like that, like they'll give it to us. It was plentiful. In this city I went to, man, you know, I remember going to every city. If somebody told you, man, Turk came in the hood in the cab on tour, 
they not lying because it had got that bad to where every city I went on to, I had to go get right. I had to kill my sickness. I had a gorilla on me, you know what I'm saying, a real gorilla, and it was untamed. And if I didn't feed it, man, I, it felt like I had three flus, man, like my nuts would be hurting, my, my head would be hurting, I have cold sweats, my nose constantly dripping, it's diarrhea, like it's just a terrible feeling, man, you know that, man. If, if, boy, if you don't get help, bro, it, 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 it'll kill you, I think, just the sickness alone, you know what I'm saying? So I had to I had to go through it, man, and I think if I wouldn't have went to prison or would, wouldn't have went to jail, I, don't, I think I'd still probably be using it. I'd probably be dead, you know what I'm saying, because there wasn't no other way around it. Because that high is so good, but it's real bad for you, you know. Let me ask you, what's your uh, current relationship like with Baby, Wayne, and other? My relationship with artists? them, they always would be family. You know what I'm saying? Um, we have communication here and there, you know. But as of 2020, this year, man, it's like I'm more focused on Turk. You know what I'm saying? The years when I came home, I was more focused on getting everybody back together because everybody went separate. But people always took it the wrong way and they didn't see it the way how I was seeing it. And it seemed like I was doing more harm than damage. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a person that speak my mind, say what I want to say. If you're doing whole shit, you're doing fake shit, I'm going to let you know, man, that's, that shit, that what you're doing, that's some bitch shit. But the media twist it and blow it out. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, I say, man, you know what, 2020, man, I'm going to just focus on what Turk got going on with my label, YNT, you know, my artist, you know, um, my wife, she's an artist, Imani the Made Woman, she been rapping, you know, doing her thing, I'm focused on her, and I just signed another artist on my management company, you know what I'm saying, that that relationship with, with them guys, man, like I say, it will always be family in my eyesight, but as far as me trying to make it work, go on tour and do this, do that. If it happened, it happened. Like, I ain't focused on it no more, man. Like, it's a day edition of me. You know what I'm saying? All right. What about uh collaborations right now? What what collaborations do you have going um, on right now? What future collaborations can we expect? Man, shout out to, to Endless. You know, I, I mess with Endless Entertainment. You know, um, D. Moolah, you know, Moneybag, you know, Big 30. You know, those guys, man, a whole lot of talent, man. Um... Um, Imani the Made Woman, my artist, Fargiato. You know, I just did something with J.D. Youngin out of Louisiana. Um, a whole lot of Louisiana artists that I'm messing with. I'm trying to start this my state, not versus everybody, but I feel like Louisiana have a lot of influence on the music scene and we don't get the, the, the proper recognition for it, you know what I'm saying? And so I've been reaching out to a lot of Louisiana artists, just doing features, like not even charging them, man. You know, I got a vision. Like when I was in the feds, they got these things called cars. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you were from Memphis and here from Nashville, it's not no Memphis and Nashville separation. It's a Tennessee. They all got the role together. You know what I'm saying? So my mindset for Louisiana, I don't care if you're from Baton Rouge, New Orleans, because it's like an ego trip. I'm from Baton Rouge. We got better rappers. I'm from New Orleans. Our rappers more gangster than y'all. When that shit is a, 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 a distraction to bring us together as black men, I feel like we should work together so we could build together. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's my whole um vision of that, man. Instead of me trying to bring this hot boy thing together, now nah, I moved over to something big. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to bring this Louisiana thing together. So that's been my focus, reaching out to a lot of Louisiana artists. But I'm willing to work with any and everybody, man. I'm, I'm open for it. I have reached out to everybody, you know, in this industry. But you know how it get, man. A lot of people... They, 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 I call it dick riding. You know, if you hot, you got a wave, they want to ride it. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how it go. You feel me? So, you know, I just deal with the politics, bro. Any uh, possible tours, Netflix deals? Yeah, man. Deals? I, 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 man, my wife, we shot um our pilot. You know, I'm on contract for that, so I can't really talk about that. But our reality TV show, you know, The Virgils. Stay tuned. Um, I have been in contact with Love and Hip Hop possibly this the third time. That two times I kind of like, nah, I don't want to do it, you know. But homie Young Jock reached out to me recently, you know what I'm saying? So we got some things working on with that, you know. Um, I think TV and 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 social media it, it go hand in hand. I believe people want to see content. They want to see what's going on. You know, versus how it used to be back in the days, man. If they had that back in the days, man, I would have been going viral all the time. You know what I'm saying? Seeing like whoever go viral, that's who winning. You feel me? So anything to 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 put content out there, I'm with it. You know what I'm talking about? So with the book, what is the difference between the politics of writing a book versus the politics of the recording industry? To me... Being honest, man, it's like it all go hand in hand, you know, um, marketing, promotion, what it all come down to, you know, and you knowing the business. If you don't know the business, like with anything, man, you will get played. Like I had a situation with my music. I also had a situation with my book. You know, I didn't know the book um, business side. So when I first got my deal, you know, with this female author, I'm not going to say her name. I won't give her no clout, but I initially put my book out with her and it was all over, you know, Barnes and Nova, Amazon, you know, everywhere. They promise you where it need to be, you know what I'm saying? But the business wasn't right, you know, and I'm like, damn, this shit just like my record deal that I had, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that, you know, like this should be a little different, but it's not because you doing basically the same shit fucking me, you know what I'm saying? Without no grease. So, I just took it up on myself like I took my, my music career, man. I got the game from Pimp and Ken, and he told me, man, look, you could do it independent. You know, the thing about being independent is, like, you worry about what the people going to say. Oh, man, he don't got no big machine behind him. But in reality, why have a big machine when you could cut all them out of the money? You feel me? So when I start thinking of it like that, forget what the people think about the big machine and it being here, being there, and it looking good. You rather look good or feel good because you really like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You really getting this money off of these things. You feel me? So I start looking at business like that, man. And with my music, I'm independent now. You know, I got situation through United Master. You know, and um, I own 100% of my masters. You feel me? I finally got released to be able to release music how I want now. It could be on all the platforms. At first I couldn't, but now I can as of this year. You know, um, my book is 
being distributed and published by me, you know. It being published by me, my own publishing company, Tab Virgin Publishing. I could put my own authors out if I want, you know what I'm saying? And I cut all the middleman out, you know. As far as the marketing promotion, it's right in the palm of your hand. You know, everything is social media. So if you engaging with your fans and you constantly building a relationship and building with them, you must communicate and engage with your audience. You know, see what they like, see what they don't like, and give them what they want, you know. And that's the key to it, man, you know. And um, always network, you know, network on social media. And you still network and, and, you know, do the traditional way of networking, but just don't focus on the traditional way. Don't get stuck there, you know. Utilize these social media platforms, all these these free media um, platform sites like um, Trilla, you know, um, a lot of people was making fun of Trilla at one time. I was doing Trilla videos. Now you see everybody mm-hmm. doing them. You know, Trilla got, what, like 44 million subscribers on there. So why not utilize Trilla? When you got Old Town Road, I believe, went viral on Trilla and he done sold diamond. <laughs> you know, so you got to utilize these platforms, man, and you got to not worry about what the people think who don't know the business. You know what I'm saying? Forget them, man. I think independent and ownership is the best thing going, you feel me, independent and, and, and owning, you know, why give somebody something that you thought of and something that you, 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 you came up with, nah, that belongs to you, you know, so that's what it's all about, man, owning things, if you don't own it, man, it, it, it ain't gonna be right, well, um, if they want to get in contact with me, man, they contact me on Instagram at hotboyturk underscore 32, Twitter, Hot Boy Turk, the number 32. Make sure y'all go get the book. My new single out, Untamed Gorilla, out right now on all platforms going crazy. And um, y'all know, man, if if you're trying to find a label, come holler at YNT Empire, man. You know, and I also manage artists now, YNT, Young and Thugging Management, doing a whole lot of things, man. Stay tuned. E-Minded the Made Woman on the way. Fargiato on the way. You did. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Yep, yep.